We are live. We are back. back. I'm Corey. I'm Jordan. And this is the Corden and Full Effect Podcast, and we are back. Like we never left. We are back like we never left. Episode six. Episode six. It's episode six. So what does that mean? Episode five, four, three, two, one, countdown, boom. All of them are in the books. We've been putting in that work. Working. Crazy work. So... Mic check. <laughs> okay, so a, co- a couple episodes ago, was it episode three or four? Jordan wasn't happy with the testing. As y'all know, or we said, Jordan does the pre-production mainly. I do the post-production. Today, he elected to pass off the pre-production <laughs> duties to me. And Never I, again. I, um, no, Never we, again. Fig- we figured it out, but um, yeah, he- <laughs> I broke it. <laughs> so we spent uh, about an hour trying to get to this point where you guys could hear us. Now, it would be a damn shame if y'all can't hear us when we upload this, but I think we're good. That's about the same, man. Yeah, we're recording the video. Yes. It's a lot. It's a lot. Of, a lot of work today, but it's okay. We 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 up. We're running. We about to get it popping. Right. As I said uh, previously, we are under construction, so there are a lot of big changes coming. As far as audio issues, once we get the first the first step of the construction process is to get the audio issues fixed. We got to get some of those little foaming pad. Thank you, thank you. So we're gonna get that, and hopefully that helps. Whatever it does, hopefully it works. I don't know what they do. <laughs> Sound, soundproofing? Soundproofing. I mean, uh, yeah. Whatever they're supposed to do, that's what uh, we're going to hope that fixes that. And then we can move towards um, other equipment purchases so we can start having guests. Yes. Because that is the goal. Um, YouTube. YouTube is good to go on the full episode. So um, 8 a.m. on Mondays. You will see the recording of the full episodes. One of our team members said, hey, you keep saying go to YouTube and the videos aren't up there. Well, boom, I didn't caught up. It's up there. Right. So now the shortened shortened clips, I can't tell y'all when those are going to be all caught up. But the long, full version of the entire podcast, you can go to YouTube, Corden in full effect. Like the video. It costs you nothing to like the video. Don't be a ninja watcher. Subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Corden in full effect. More shameless plugs. You can follow me at sideline underscore Corey again mm-hmm. that's sideline underscore Corey Corey spells C-O-R-Y you can follow Jordan at stop stalling J that is S-T-O-P S-T-A-L-L-I-N-G J-A-Y and that is on pretty much most of my social media right business page you can follow us at finally fit 06 that's F-I-N-A-L-L-F-I-T 06 and that's on Instagram YouTube and Facebook right and our email is Corden nfe at gmail.com is cordon then another nfe at gmail.com and you can go to the show notes on youtube and you'll see all that information there so that's why you need to subscribe to the youtube channel yes, right so you don't have to remember this information we'll stop doing all this one day but we'll probably just plug the youtube channel but yeah leave us a review on all the forums i don't know see, did you check I, I didn't check you didn't check all right we are now back to a five out of five Let's on go. apple Podcasts. Yay. two of you came through and gave us two five so that person who gave a four the person, so someone left, someone left a comment, by the way, someone left a comment. They left us a five. So they spelled my name wrong, but that's okay. I'm going to take, right. I'm going to take the, I'll take, I'll take the name spelling. Don't call me out my name, but I'll, <laughs> I'll t- <laughs> let's be clear. I'll take the E and the rate in the review. Their name was like squiggly giggly. So I don't really like know their username. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you squiggly giggly. Yeah. But yes, first review. So uh, let us, that might be my man, Tyler. Cause he did tell me he was listening to the <laughs> If that isn't you, Tyler, whoever it was, let us know because that means you'd be the first person to rate. And so in the future, we will have some type of thing for you since you were the first person to leave it. Yes. Uh, review. Yes. But on Apple, Google, Spotify, please leave us a star review and the rating review. What else? House cleaning. Oh, feedback. House cleaning, housekeeping. I'm just going to call them both. We got feedback on the fourth one. So episode. 
No feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Episode five. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Gonna well, be so much fun. Okay. That for those of y'all who listen to these in order, just just let us just let us know. I thought to say, <laughs> leave us leave us some feedback, oh, man. Don't goodness. be mad. We love y'all. Yeah, but, we're uh, so, yeah. We're so ready. Oh, by the way, we had one in the queue, which is episode five, which is coming out on the tenth of May. Told Jordan when you guys ask us questions, I was like, it's not good to have a week delay. So episode five and six are going to drop on the same day, mm-hmm. and then we'll be back on our regular schedule where it's going to be one posted a day. So on episode seven, we'll have episode five feedback. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just can't wait for that. But yeah, feedback. Um, so as you guys might have noticed, the last few we did a fitness segment first, and then a finance segment second. I think that's what we're going to go with until I've indefinitely so until we decide to stop doing this which will be never because we're always going to come exactly. here exactly this is eventually going to be a news plat uh news platform for black people and black men we're doing our job in yes. the community we're here <laughs> that's why i said you got to watch it on youtube if you just see us yelling or yelling i'm be i'd be yelling but laughing for no reason that's because we'd be breaking the fourth wall like crazy yeah but yeah fitness segment will be first and then the finance segment will be second so hopefully i don't talk a lot in the fitness segment so you can just scroll and then once you scrub and when you hear me talking a lot then we're at the the finance <laughs> it's a podcast Corey. you're supposed to talk a lot i know but on the fitness section though i mean whatever you t- episode four you had you had your whole hour right I mean, so jordan yeah he's he's warmed up now so yeah. we you know we wrap it right did you have that's all i have for that feedback you have anything else no nah, i think no. This, you want you ready yeah, I was going to say one thing, too, with the audio. So, like, when I'm talking like this and like that, Jordan and I be looking at each other. So, eventually, once we we're get, having a conversation, you yeah. know, eye contact is necessary. Yeah, you but know? once we get our construction done, hopefully we'll be facing each other. So, we'll eliminate that when you hear the audio going in and out. But I've been listening to some other podcasts in my headphones, like not on YouTube. And they be doing the same thing. So, I think we're actually good on that. All right. <laughs> Yeah. All right, you good to go? Also trying to maximize our vocal projection so we right, make sure that right. you guys can hear us, okay? Yeah, if that's, that doesn't sound good, look, episode six, so wait till like 16. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know. <laughs> uh, it'll all come together eventually, all right? Just yes. stay locked in. Right. Okay. We all good? I'm good. Good. All right. Good. Done with the house clean, housekeeping. So, boom, as I just said, fitness segment is up first. So, oh, yeah, we're obviously going to keep doing questions. So, first question I have for Jordan is on episode, I think it was four, you mentioned what you like should be eating and putting to your body. So what exactly should you be putting into your body? Cause you mentioned like, oh, I don't be eating a lot of red meats. So what's a good way to, you know, start your diet when you're doing your fitness journey? Um, so one, what you consume is literally based on your goal, right? So again, trying to gain muscle or if you're trying to uh, lose weight, your diet should adjust accordingly. Now are we talking about what someone should be eating in general or what I eat. We, you can do all three. You can do losing weight, gaining weight, and you know how you how you do your diet. So those okay. are three, all three options. Okay. So so your diet should actually be uh, custom made to you um, in the sense that some people have dietary restrictions. That's what I was asking right. to clarify. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. But um, so if you're trying to um, lose weight, you're clearly trying to create a caloric deficit. We talked about this before. So you're trying to um, make sure that you're consuming um, below your daily allotted amount of calories. So you want to make sure that you're balancing out your macros and you're consuming the right amount of proteins, carbs, and fats. So if you're creating caloric deficit, uh, most of the time you want to make sure that you're getting adequate amount of at least proteins. Um, I would say proteins, carbs, I mean, as well as fats, but you got to kind of cut the fats out a little bit if you're, if you're uh, trying okay. to create a caloric deficit. Why do you need to cut the fats out? I mean, 
Because it makes you fat. I mean, yeah. I mean, consuming. Let's be very clear. Consuming fat makes you makes you exactly. makes you fat. And this is let's talk, we're talking about now. This protein and stuff that's on the back of the like the nutritional label, right? When you're looking at your food. Yes. So those are your your nutrition facts, right? Mm-hmm. So where, when you look at the back of a product, it'll actually give you the breakdown of everything that's included um, in that food, right? And the major section is again the well, there's macronutrients and there's micronutrients, and then there's other things that are added into food that you probably shouldn't consume on a large scale but uh <laughs> yeah you want to make sure that you look at the back of that product you want to make sure that it fits into your daily allotted calories so i'll give you an example if i'm trying to create a caloric deficit you'll probably want to stay on the healthier side so you probably want to have some like salads uh some salads, fruits i, I mean <laughs> i know everybody's like salads that's a cuss word now yeah. what yeah you want to have some salads but it's okay to to add a little rattle razzle dazzle to your salad you can have some some uh some grilled chicken in your salad so you know have some protein in there some grilled chicken uh some people do salmon um you can even have a little bit of fruit in your salad uh you just don't want to go over the top if you get to the point where your salad is probably equivalent to you know a double uh, whopper burger, with cheese a burger, which yeah has, which does have lettuce <laughs> tomatoes and onions right <laughs> So if you hit that point with your salad, um, you probably done a little bit too much, but you just want to make sure that it is fulfilling um, and it is hitting your necessary, again, macronutrients um, and balance. Um, other so, what, things that- so what's the number one thing that like if you were trying to cut weight, the number one thing is calories, your caloric intake? Yeah, overall. Okay. Right. So definitely want to make sure that you're monitoring your calories. Um, but you I'm trying to think from like the order of macronutrients. So, so that's the thing. Right. So I know you need macronutrients. Um, but I'm trying to remember which one's more important than the other. I would definitely say you need your protein for sure. Cause protein allows okay. for muscle recovery. Um, carbs. I mean, we all eat carbs, right? Carbs are good for you, but you just have to have them in, um, in a conservative amount. Uh, so what you'll get into in the, in the process of doing when you're uh, designing your diet is having your carbs in a serving size, right? We talked about this right. before. Nutrition facts. Yep. Yeah. So most people don't eat a serving size of food, which is which is half the battle right there when you're trying to figure out what you should and should not be eating. Right. Um, so if you read the back and it tells you that you're only supposed to have, uh, you know, 15 chips, have, have 15 chips. Don't don't, <laughs> don't have, you know, half the bag. And that that's half the battle right there. Right. Right. Now, I, I um, me, I'm not going to say name brand because, again, I don't know when we can and can't get sued. But I, I, <laughs> I, don't I, sue us, please. Right, I eat uh, meatballs. And so there are 20 in the bag. Guess how big the serving size is? Freaking three. <laughs> and it's like y'all couldn't just add an extra one or make it two for the serving size. Like yeah, so, I'm not be trying to get the right. And then you know, I'm gonna be SOL on one of one of the, one of these. I gotta eat an extra one or you know, one less. And are you just eating your like your your meatballs like plain? Like I mean. Oh no 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 okay. no! I drink. We'll see. But see, then you gotta. So now you gotta account for the extra stuff that you put yeah. on your meat. So you gotta, if you have it in like a, you know, like a sub format, you gotta have the bread. Right. Gotta account for the sauce. All those yeah. add caloric value. Yeah. See, I'm in a situation where I'm trying to gain weight, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta make sure I'm not like you know clogging up my arteries and stuff. But as far as like you know, I'm trying to gain weight, so I can just keep eating the food. But we're not on that section yet. But yeah, so that's all. It's on the serving size. Yeah. yeah. So you gotta be careful with that because sometimes. For me, you got the math. The math, the math's got to add up. It, it, yeah. it stresses me out literally every time. So, the, <laughs> every like time. again, the science behind the diet is—I mean, it's it's literally mathematics, right? Like you're, you're mm-hmm. you know, again, creating either creating a caloric deficit or you're eating more than what your standard uh, allotted calories are, mm-hmm. and and you're backing that up with protein in order to gain muscle. So let's let's go to the other side. So right. 
if you're not trying to lose weight, you're you're trying to gain muscle. So your your diet again will be model. Let's say the the standard 2,000 uh, calorie diet. You want to eat that balance out your macronutrients. So you're still getting your proteins, your fats, and your carbs. But you also want to make sure that you're having an additional amount of protein to to gain weight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there I think there's a study that says you're supposed to have the same amount of protein in terms of pounds when you get on the scale okay. on a daily basis. But that that's I mean that's a lot of grams of protein. Right. So if I you mean, weigh 150. 150 pounds, you should eat 150 grams, grams of protein, protein a day. Right. And like Jordan said, huh, good. Yeah, good luck with that. Talk about your budget. Right. Well, <laughs> you can go to the grocery store and try to put that in. You don't have to do that. Exactly. Try to get as close as possible, though. Yeah. So, and again, without engorging yourself, you want to make sure you're keeping it healthy um, while you're you're trying to figure out your diet, right? So, if it, if it feels unnatural, it probably is. Stop. It's okay. You know, take, take it a day at a time. Um, get what you can in. And then there are other ways to work in the protein, right? Like if you don't want to be that person that's literally just inhaling, you know, pieces of grilled chicken or fish or whatever your protein uh, is for the day, uh, you don't want to inhale that in large amounts. You can do protein shakes. And that's what I recommend a lot to the Fit Fam. Shout out to the Fit Fam. Shout out to Finally Fit 06. Hey, give that money. Give that money. (laughs) Finally Fit. Check us out. Live. For sure. (laughs) Shameless plugs. (laughs) YouTube notes, show notes. Go ahead. But you definitely want to make sure that you um, you're getting your protein in. Protein shakes again are great. You can have them. They they fill you up and they'll give you the the grams of protein you need. We recommend again. I think we talked about this before, but we recommend a grass fed collagen protein that you can get from most of your local organic stores. But we use mm-hmm. Mom's Supermarket. Uh, it's about thirty three dollars, but it's got that's thirty one ninety nine. And Sorry, I don't. is it more expensive up here? <laughs> no, that's about it's right. That's about right. Yeah, I budget sixty three dollars ninety eight cent for. It. See, budgeting. There you go. Right, my man's got they, the exact amount. Hey, I said, I said thirty three. He said no thirty because they don't they don't charge tax on it. That's the reason I know. And then on top of that, the sale usually they have a they have a thirty three percent off sale. It'll be ten dollars. You can get it for twenty one ninety nine. So so definitely make sure you pick yeah. up some of that. But uh, you can mix it in. You can mix it in with your um, with your coffee. <laughs> you can mix it. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do that. She's no, going to come on okay. to defend herself. So. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can mix it in with your coffee. You can make a shake out of it. Mix it in with water. Mix it in with milk. I do a wide variation of different types of protein shakes just to make sure you keep it interesting. Because um, you know nobody wants, you don't want to turn into a robot. You don't want to have the exact same thing every day. But you do want to get to the point where you are including those protein shakes in there and make sure that you're mixing it up. So, you know, you uh, give your diet a little razzle dazzle. Right. Exactly. So then when we incorporate that with obviously exercising. Right. So then how would you incorporate, you know, managing what you eat from a gaining weight and losing weight standpoint based off of what exercises you need to do to you know lose weight or gain weight? So, like, should you run a lot, right, when you're, you know, do you do a lot of cardio if you're trying to lose weight? Or would you do a lot of weightlifting, you know, trying to gain muscle if you're trying to lose weight? It would actually be a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. So, you burn calories working out, period. So, right. like, that's that's the bottom line up front, right? So, don't feel like you have to favor one side or the other. Now, cardio does... Um, Work out your heart and your lungs, you know, like the, your your internal stuff, the stuff that you can't see, right, more than um, other forms of working out. So you do need to do both, right? So there are benefits to doing both. However, from a caloric burn perspective, you will burn calories doing cardio as well as, you know, lifting weights or other forms of exercises, right? Right. So you want to have a combination of both. Um, Repeat the question. So I can I, like, what, what's, what's the best way to 
lose weight from an exercise standpoint? What exercises should you be doing or type or types of exercises? So again, I'm always recommend what we do, right? Again, <laughs> shameless plug, shameless Dang, plug. We, 16, <laughs> 16 minutes in, we've right. done so many. <laughs> so again, with finally fit, we do hit workouts and hit stands for high intensity interval training. Um, which again is a combination of cardio as well as uh, body weight, so strength training type exercises. Uh, so it allows you to get your cardio and your strength training in uh, simultaneously. So you can do them okay. both at the same time. Um, but I would definitely, if I had to pick between cardio and strength training, I would pick strength training. I mean, that's that's just me. Um, cause not you, running. Not yeah. <laughs> Not running, not running for sure. <laughs> but, only, only runners like to run. Exactly. And by runners, I mean cross country. No, sprinters don't like to run. They like to sprint. And let's be clear, <laughs> we 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 can run. So again, we shout out to Finally Fit. We had our April cardio challenge. Everybody did great. We had somebody in our class who got over 100 miles. It was miles. me because if you're competing, as I talked, we talked about the team building last time. We're gonna blow y'all out. Yeah. It was very very clear. <laughs> He's putting that work in, man. 100 miles in 30 days. Hey, so that I'm, is impressive. He was getting it in. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. tell you all this though. It's gonna hurt. It is. <laughs> it is. Even if you, I walked a lot, but it's going. Look, man. Look, working working out is one of those processes. Like, I mean, it's going to have take a soul on your body, right? But right. staying consistent. The alternative is being inactive and that taking its toll on your body, mm-hmm. and you don't want that either. So, um, yeah, definitely make sure you're staying active. Um, I would pick strength training. I like lifting weights um, because lifting weights are capable of burning calories as well as allowing you to gain muscle at the same time. Yeah. Not saying that you don't do that with cardio, because you do. I mean, you're working out, you know, your legs, your calves, your quads, all that is, is being worked out when you're running. But by targeting the specific muscle groups, when you, you know, again, we talk about those those uh, split workouts where you, mm-hmm. you come in, you know, you do legs one day, you do chest another, you do back another day. So coming in, getting that work in, and then burning calories at the same time while building muscle is something that I prefer. Right. And then to go back to the dieting standpoint, it's okay if you don't eat. Like for me, I don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I ate all the calories I was supposed to eat, you know, Listen. quote unquote one day, but I'm still gaining weight. Shout out to Filing Fit 06. I've gained uh, 10 pounds. I don't know, somewhere around 10. Actually, okay. Who knows if I can do <laughs> math or not, but around 10 pounds. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, so it's okay. Just like you said, you know, cheat days. You just don't want to break your habit. So every, you know, every day I don't eat you know, three times a day, quote unquote, or do I eat the desired amount of calories I'm supposed to, but, you know, it's just keeping in the, getting the habits right. so you stay, you know, stay consistent with it. But, you know, there aren't, you know, that can be perfect every day. So it's okay if you don't, you know, eat as much or as little as you're supposed to. But if you get to the point where your habits change, now we got a problem on your hands like cheats for a math test. Yes. Yes. And New Jersey Twerk did steal that line from Barry Bands for those of you <laughs> who listen to battle rap. But yeah. Yeah, you just want to make sure you're creating those sustainable lifestyle habits. And if you if your goal is to gain weight, right, you want to make sure that you're gaining healthy weight, right? Again, you don't want to just engorge yourself. You don't want to start um, gaining weight and it, and it show up in like your you know your abdominal area mm-hmm. or just on your thighs. Like we want to make sure that you're gaining weight and gaining gaining muscle, right? And it's going to the desired places. So you're having the desired result when you're gaining weight, not just like you know. That, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to make you fat. That's what I'm going to talk you... about the distribution because you were telling me about that with the protein shake. I'm like, nah, bro, because it can go. It can go. It, it, you it, might gain yeah. weight, off. So how does so how does how does that how does that work? Look, man, it, it it can like I said, if you're if you're so if you're consuming, let's say you're you're trying to gain weight, right? If you're consuming calories but you're not being active while you're consuming those calories, right? That's where the protein just kind of like starts to sit. You know what I mean? You 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 can get a little belly. You can get a you know. Right get a little thigh weight you know what i mean it might it might go to these areas that you that you don't want them to be in right yeah so 
if you want to for the ladies well i guess the guys might want to but you want to get you know your squats in you want to get the peach peaches like justin bieber you want to get your butt in shape so what what are some exercises you can do for that and then how does like you said the weight distribution depending on what you're eating how how do those play so you got to make again make sure you're consuming that protein but to, to, you just got to mold it while you're consuming that protein. <laughs> why you, why you do your hands oh, like I did that? my hands like uh, that. You got to, oh, the podcast couldn't see it, but you got to mold it. it. Look, you got to, <laughs> you got to mold it while you're consuming that protein, right? So you got to do, again, do your squats, uh, do your hip thrusts. You want to um, just make sure that you're, you're targeting those glutes specifically for the ladies. If you want to, you know, have, do you want to have those, those peaches, right? Summer body loading. Exactly. Hey, y'all didn't have a hot girl summer last year, so you... Look, y'all about to be wild. Everybody, everybody had a hey, pandemic summer, whether hey, you wanted one or not. So. Sundress season's on the way. We can't wait. We go, and they removed a crop off of Twitter, boy. Like, Twitter is borderline. I mean, it already was, but they it's showing much, out now without the crop going. Look, you can't. Because people, I mean, we get to see the full we see photo. everything again. It's like, man, that crop was just saving me so much time in my day. <laughs> <laughs> it's saving me so much time in my day because I can scroll past a face. Now I get to see all the way to the waist. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, shout out to Twitter. I don't even know why y'all did that to us. They're trying to keep us back, you know, on that more. Look. But still, oh my goodness. But yeah, ladies, yeah. you just want to make sure, again, you're doing those those exercises that target your glutes. So you got your squats, you got your hip thrust, you got your lunges. You just want to make sure you're keeping it tight, keeping it right. Right. And then so for, like you are saying, for your abs, you could be, you know, gaining weight on your stomach. Mm-hmm. Can you just do ab workouts to, you know, get, you know, your quote unquote fat around your stomach down? Do you need to do other exercises? No. So if you want the abs right because every, everybody wants to have you know a six-pack right and a lot of people actually have pretty decent cores but sh- exposing your abs are a combination of burning calories as well as having a solid core right like you have to remove the layer of fat that's covering your abdominal muscles so you can have your six-pack so it doesn't matter if you do all the sit-ups in the world if you're not out here you know again creating the creating that caloric deficit mm-hmm. burning that layer of fat whether it be via cardio or hit or some other form of solid exercise, right? So you had to remove. It's it's like a a, a two part plan, right? Right. Remove fat, as well as work your abdominal muscles to make sure that your core is stable. That way, when the fat is gone, you know you actually have have abs, right? Like mm-hmm. it, technically, everybody. Let me be very clear. Everybody has abs. Your abdominal sections yes. always exist. Exactly. <laughs> but if you want them, they're, they're muscles, right? So if you want them to to be exposed and be solid and be big, right? Like you know any other muscle, you got to work them out. Right. So definitely want to make sure you uh, have those together in combination to to get to get that summer body right. Okay. And you did mention you said you try to cut out personal. Now let's go to your personal diet. Right? Okay. You said you do try to cut out how much red meat you eat. Yes. So what is the science? What science? Who knows what science is? <laughs> but what's the science behind? In general, why you may or may not want to eat as much red meat, and then I guess personally from your perspective. So my my logic behind it. So mine is twofold, right? So for those out there listening, I actually have ulcerative colitis. So we're not gonna get too deep into you know what that is, but necessarily my my stomach makes a lot of um produces a lot of uh, stomach acid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um so red meat actually irritates it a little bit. Um so that's that's my my personal reason. But mm-hmm. from the science behind uh why we don't eat red meat. Is because it, it sits on your your digestive tract the longest out of any other protein that you consume, right? Okay. So there there's like, um, and again, I don't know the exact measurements for each one, but I do remember that I think red meat sits in your stomach. It's sitting in your stomach almost up to two days in its digestive process, right? So most okay. most things, you know, you, you're digesting for about six to nine hours after you eat. Okay. But imagine, you know, so six to nine hours is the average, right? Yeah. Imagine a burger sitting in your stomach for, for forty eight hours. Eight times, you know what right? I mean? 
So if if that's the case, you know, why why would I want that mm-hmm. all the time? Because people eat a lot of red meat. Like that, that's the thing. Like it's if you're gonna have red meat, guys, it's okay to have it as a one off, right? Like if you're gonna have a steak, have a steak. You know what I mean? Just don't have one every day, or don't have one, you know, for every meal. Like you, you got to balance it out. So you know, it, I'm not gonna tell you not to have red meat. At, well, I'm gonna tell you not to have red meat at all. But if you're gonna have it. <laughs> Um, definitely have it in a in a smaller serving size or uh, in a lesser frequency. Right. Okay. So you said red meat, and this is me. I I be knowing what it is, but I don't. So you said steak, but like, what are the main, you know, the top red meats out there? If it comes from a cow, let's, let's beef. Be, let's, yeah. So why can't they just call it beef? Like it. Because <laughs> when they talk about red meat, I'm like, bro, if it, what the hell is red meat? Like, yeah. So, I mean, if you, I mean, so all. Everything that comes from a cow is, is, is red, red meat. meat. Yes. So don't eat cows. No, I don't like, no, I'm, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if we if we talking about don't eat red meat, yeah. Don't I mean don't eat don't eat an excessive amount of cow. Let's let's okay. be clear. Okay. So for those of you thinking about that impossible whopper that tastes a lot like the whopper, one somebody who worked at Burger King here, that's because they cook it on the same grill. Yes. <laughs> they might clean it, but it's on the same grill. That's why it tastes the same that way. But okay, so no cow. But man. that's like the new style now, man, making everything taste like vegan, something else. Yeah, yes. something. I don't know the difference between vegan and vegetarian. Do you? Uh, so so vegan is like completely not eating anything produced by an animal Dude, at no. all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, so even hey. we're talking about, I mean, clearly meat, right? But we're talking mm-hmm. about any byproducts. Dairy. So yeah, yeah, like no dairy, um, yeah, no eggs. You right. know what I mean. So yeah, vegan is a is a completely different animal. <laughs> That's okay. a joke. Plants are living. So how come you get to eat plants? Like flowers are actually alive. Like they mate. So I mean, how come you get to eat those? You got to draw the line somewhere. Who's Brian? drawing this line? I don't know. I mean, I don't know who. Divide. I don't even know who came I'm up joking, with vegan. I don't like, think I draw the vegan and vegetarian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just giving Jordan crap. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So know the red meats quote-unquote so what are the i guess what are the you know the benefits of red meats and then you know what what can you eat to compensate you know for the benefits that you get from red meats you said what are the benefits of red yeah, meats? yeah i mean obviously you said the i mean it's an issue but it gives you a lot of protein right yeah i so mean I it's, guess, what can you eat to compensate for that so it's i mean it's a it's a protein right so at the end of the day it's still a meat right it's, it's just the fact that again it, it, it sits in your stomach a long time so you don't necessarily want that but an alternative again to red meat is Turkey. We had to, we do a lot of turkey burgers in our house. Turkey. Um, you can you can roll turkey into meatballs. So you're saying you have meatballs instead of having beef meatballs. Guess what? Roll it, roll it, roll some turkey up. Throw a little. You can season it yourself. Fry them up. I hate got turkey. meatballs. Man, you don't like turkey. turkey, man. Look, first off, Thanksgiving. Woo, that turkey be so dry, and y'all can tell me what it is or isn't. I hate turkey. I hate turkey. Okay. Hate you it. can do chicken? You can do yeah, chicken? Yeah, I was, come on now. I was about to say, hey, so y'all you see can do chicken? Y'all Again, see, look at Well, no, y'all, y'all see, if y'all watching, y'all see, our, you know, it's a black fist. But yeah, you know, I eat chicken. I ain't even worried about that. So I was to say, so you can always do, you can do chicken. So you There's can a do, chicken shortage, by the way. I, I heard. That? I did. Man, I, did I don't even know what we going to do, y'all. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> What are we gonna do? Look, oh what my it, goodness. So th- that's a two part question. What are we gonna do? And then what are we gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh we're gonna be gosh. vegan vegetarian. I was about to say, yo, we 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 need some chicken, y'all. Okay. We got to figure that out. So chicken is an option. What else? So we got chicken, you got turkey. Um I'm trying to think. Oh, you got fish. Fish is always a great what, option. Okay, so what type of fish? So I mean so salmon. 
That's yeah, usually everybody's sam- go-to. Salmon is definitely my go-to, right? But you have to be careful careful with salmon specifically because it's high, high in mer- sodium, right? High in mercury. High in mercury, yes, yes. that's it. You actually, so there is a very finite amount of mercury that you can have in a small period. Again, I don't know the numbers, yeah. but you got to be careful in eating large amounts of salmon very frequently because it can get you sick. So. Okay, so that mercury is like mercury from the planet, or I think it's like mercury, like the. <laughs> I mean, is it not the is the is I'm um, so I think it's the We're chemical, not, right? Not, like, yeah, it is. Now yeah. I'm just being a jerk. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got chicken, we got turkey, we got you know the different fish. type of fish. We got to be careful with that. And yes. then is that it? I mean, you can do shellfish. I mean, but shellfish. shellfish yeah, people are allergic. A lot of people are allergic. That's, to that, that's why I kind of yeah I put yeah. that in last, right? So just again, clearly follow your own dietary yeah, restrictions. Whatever your doctor says, don't be like Jordan said eat shellfish. Say, eat now shellfish, have, so you can be late. No, like Will Smith on Hitch. I was about to say look, you better know you got a shellfish. You better have an EpiPen on standby. <laughs> like I, look. Hey, okay. But yeah, so all those different types of various types of protein will still give your body what it needs and not necessarily sit in your stomach as long mm-hmm. as red meats will. So. Right. Okay. And so them sitting, the red, them, the cow, the red meat sitting in your stomach for so long, what problems you know, does that cause from a digestive standpoint? Like, it's like you're pooping longer or? I mean, yeah, it can cause, I mean, it can cause constipation. Okay. I mean, it can definitely back you up, you know what I mean? And then, and then, and then sometimes your, your body has... I mean, again, speaking from personal experience, your body has uh, issues breaking it down, right? Right. So, you know, sometimes you might just completely just pass it through altogether, you know what I mean, as, oh, okay. as is. And then you're not getting the caloric value yeah, that you need from it. Yeah. Yeah. So then it, then so then it, you did all that and it's, it's not even beneficial right. to you. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. like, eh, pass. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I heard the same thing with water. You know, you're supposed to drink however much, you know, gallons or whatever water or ounces. 64. But 64. But you're not supposed to like drink it, like chug it all at once. Then you just, you just pee, pee it all out and then you right. don't actually get the benefit from the water being in your body. Yeah. So water, you, you just got, the important part about water is you're just supposed to stay hydrated. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, like you said, like almost like a consistent amount of water throughout the day over time, but you don't want to just wake up in the morning and inhale 64 ounces and be like, all right, I'm done for the day. Like that's right. not going to, Again, you you want the the best benefit for your body, and you want to make sure that you're giving your body what it needs over time to make you know so you can, so it lasts. Right. So how many ounces should you be drinking? Like you know, two ounces. Of- so I mean, I think the recommendation is eight eight fluid ounces at, as a serving, right? And then you would have eight eight fluid ounces eight oh, eight so- fluid ounce servings a day. Right. Okay, yeah. So, so, yeah. But I also think sixty four ounces again, personally, sixty four ounces is a lot. So I try to do at least thirty two, you know what I mean? And I just spread yeah. that out over yeah, time. Sixty four ounces is just is four of the regular Deer Park size bottles. For those of you wondering like how big that looks. So I, I can't do the one the one math I have never been able to do is the conversion of ounces to gallons and all that type of crap. This is a I mean, again, podcast, I know you can't see, but you this do. is a gallon water bottle right here okay so you can see i mean i got my joint on standby on me at all times we keep that thing on us mine's all right 30, mine's 32 so i can put two bottles in here of the deer park is actually 16.7 but y'all can just round off exactly just round off you know but yeah but um so yeah as you can see i don't have it filled up all the way i make sure that i i um i drink about a half a half one of those a day mm. so okay that usually balances it out all right you have anything else for that no, nah, I think That's we're good. Make sure, just make sure, you know, again, adhere to your, your dietary restrictions. Uh, know your body, right? Mm-hmm. Know what you can and cannot consume. Um, stick with your plan to hit your, your own goal. So if you're trying to be in a caloric deficit, adjust your diet accordingly. If you're trying to, you know, gain muscle, adjust your diet accordingly. All right? So. Yeah. Go to the doctor. Get your physical, man. Yes. I know we're in a pandemic, so, you know, however that is for you. But, you know, go get your physical. All right. So next question, number two. You were talking about uh, on episode four that you need to 
get you know anywhere between 150 to 250 minutes a week a week of exercise yes sir so you were saying that you know your body needs to recover but you don't want to be inactive for you know 48 hours so you really only want to take one day off in between workouts yes so can you go a little bit more in depth into why you shouldn't you know be taking two days plus off so there's a process that your body starts when you become inactive for extremely long periods of time and that starts at about 48 hours and then of course the longer you stay inactive the more things that begin to happen to your body but there's like a variety of effects that begin to occur when you are inactive so that that's the primary reason why i recommend that you need to you know you you can take two days off a week but i would never take two consecutive days off you know in a in a in a, in a week um calendar week so some of the things that your body goes through when you start becoming inactive um your metabolism that's the first thing that starts to become impacted um your, your body, so again, your metabolism, for people who don't know, is the way that your body breaks down um, calories. If you're in a, a consistent fitness routine, your metabolism is usually used to breaking down calories at a, at a specific rate. It's, it's almost heightened, if you will. Um, so if you become inactive or, you know, you don't do anything for two days, your, your body will kind of go into, it's almost like having gas in a, it's almost like uh, your, your, your body um, burning through gas, similar to like a car, mm-hmm. and then you don't drive anywhere. And then, you know what I mean? But you're still putting gas into the car, right? Oh, okay. It, so, you know what I mean? Like your, your, <laughs> your metabolism will almost go into a rut and it, it'll try to adjust because you're still shoving calories into your body, but you're not necessarily burning them off like you were, right? right? So now it goes into the state where it's, it's almost like storing it on your, on your body as fat. And, you're, and you're, um, your body will do this regardless of whether you're in you're active or not active, but your metabolism will um will determine how fast you burn off those calories. Does that make sense? Okay. So your body always is technically storing fat, but being active allows you, you know, again, you got to drive that car around. So you make sure you are burning off, you know, mm-hmm. using some of that gas, right? You never want your gas tank to overflow. And that's what happens right, right. when you, when you, um, when you become inactive. Um, another effect that your, that your body kind of starts to go through when you become inactive or for a 28, at least um, 48 hours or more is your, your bones start to, um, on this, again, this is getting kind of into the minute details of things. Your bones technically stop absorbing um, calcium deposits. So your bones actually start to kind of get more brittle the at, over time, right? Again, this is, and, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, after two days, like your bones are going to start breaking, right? right? No, but like yeah. the longer you become inactive, the less calcium your, your bones absorb because you're, again, you're not using them. And then they do become kind of come um, more brittle over time. So you're, you're, you're almost like, more likely to to break something if you were to you know to get up and try to do something after not doing anything for several weeks at a time right that's why people you know when they go they go let's say you um go into like a coma or something you go into the hospital and you you know you haven't used your your um your bones or, or even your muscles so you, we will talk about this afterwards your muscles actually can go into a thing a state called atrophy, atrophy. yeah yep. so if you don't use your muscles um they basically the proteins in your muscles start to die or they start to break down and, and then it becomes harder for you to use them when you do want to use them. So and literally, if your muscles and your bones had that same effect at the same time, I mean, you're, you're, you're basically like almost like shriveling up. Picture a plant that hasn't gotten any water or yeah. sunlight. <laughs> That's basically what happens to your body when you become inactive for super long periods of time. Um, I'm trying to think of other major effects that happen after 48 hours. But those are some of the bigger ones that you kind of got to look out for. Right. So how do you balance then? Because I deal with this. You're sore, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's like you're saying no, no more than forty-eight hours. But it's like, all right, well, you know, I take twenty-four off. 
look, hour 36, look, my muscles are not weaker, but, you know, they're still sore, so I can't, you know, you know, essentially reach my limit. So how do you manage that then? So you just want to make sure, so to, to I don't want to say get rid of, but to kind of deal with soreness, you just got to make sure that you're, you're stretching. And when I say being inactive, let's be clear. Being inactive means doing absolutely nothing. Couch potato. Yes. Video games. Like I'm talking about like no physical activity whatsoever. You can have a rest day and not be inactive. You see what I'm saying? So on your rest day, you can go, let's say you go for a walk. That's that, that counts, right? So you're, you're being active that day. As long as you're, you, you might not be consuming, your body might not be burning the amount of calories that it's used to when you're actually having a full on active day, but I'm not being inactive. You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So that, that's what you want. If you're going to take a rest day, if you're going to take, you know, if you're going to take two consecutive rest days in a row or more, you want to just make sure that you're not being completely inactive on your, your rest days. So that's how you balance it out. But to, to answer your question with the, for the soreness, you got to make sure you're stretching. So do, do your, you know, your yoga. Um, no. Make sure you're. <laughs> no. You're not a fan of yoga? No. No, I am. Yoga, no, yoga is terribly hard. You got to make sure you stretch out that, that lactic acid, man. Yoga is so hard. It's, it's it's not hard, man. Hey, you gotta put it like this: the easy yoga is hard. Is like, it? I mean, like <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm not fle- I'm not flexible, and yoga is all about I'm like all uh, about flexibility. I'm like Michael off of Grand Theft Auto Five, bro. My 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 exercise, my strength isn't low, but that exercise part where you can barely do that mission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how his legs are barely coming up. That's me. I mean, but you got you. Got I can work. see the yoga instructor, so I know that I'm that I'm not on par. <laughs> 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 I'll be watching them bend, and I'll be like. We're doing two different exercises. You, I mean, <laughs> we're doing two different exercises. I mean, as long as you're giving your best shot, right? And you feel the burn, or right, the, not yeah. the burn, but you're, you feel the stretch in that that mm. area that they're trying to target, right? You're, right. You're, you're, as long as you're getting some type of result out of it, you're 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 okay. No, yeah, you have to consistently uh, consistently do it. That's the one thing with flexibility. Oh man, he's got to. Yeah. If you don't use it, yeah. you lose it. Like, one, one day you'll be able to touch your toes. You got to try to touch your toes every day. Every day. Every day. And then one day you're going to touch them. You'll be like, oh, my goodness. But, you know, when you see them do it, I'm like, but, like <laughs> like your wife, who is a cheerleader, college cheerleader. Man, look, look. she'd be, she be showing us some of these stretches. I'm like, I don't even know. Because <laughs> the first time she did it, I was like, she is so flexible. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's a cheerleader. I was like, so obviously right. she is. But I was just like, you know. They're, but you put it, she puts in that work, man. Yeah, she, no. You know, I mean. Hey, college hey. cheerleader. So, yeah, duh. But me, say, I ain't do no cheerleader. <laughs> 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 hey, you know, I was everybody was flexible, you know, growing up, you know, like first, second grade. But, you know. If you, once you stop, when you stop stretching again, well, yeah, I mean that, this is and that's not just flexibility. That's anything in the fitness lifestyle, right. right? If you don't work at it or you don't put that work in, you know, on a consistent basis, things, you know, you become right. <laughs> less efficient at it, right? Right now, yeah, we we are, um yesterday I, a couple of my friends were over a birthday party and all the kids were like sitting down and stuff, and I was like, bro, look how they're sitting. And I was like, if we try to sit like that, was it the like the like their legs? Applesauce not crisscross, like their legs are all the way bent back. So. Uh, and I'm okay. like, bruh, if I if we try to sit like that for a minute, stuck. everybody's in the hospital. Look, we stuck. <laughs> We're stuck. That, that's the one thing too. If you want to see like the natural posture of a human, how you move, you look at you know little children because they, they you know that's that's like how you bend down and squat and you know, squat with your you know don't lift with your back you know right. lift with your legs all type of things. Watch how you know your little children toddlers moving around. That's like literally the exact structure and body posture to have. Now you're like, I'm not a child no more. Well, <laughs> put in that work. Right. But no, yeah. So that's the funny thing about that. 
one other thing that I forgot to mention, when you're when you become inactive for 48 hours or more, it actually starts to affect your balance. So I know we're, since we're on the topic of stretching, this is not this is two days is not that long. I know, but the, I mean, again, these are, are effects that happen that again that start after 48 hours, and then again, the longer you're inactive, the, the worse they get, right? But right. You, you, yeah, you're actually more likely, and, and again, there's there's science behind this. You're actually more likely to to just fall over. After 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 two days, because you're you're balanced. Define fall. What do you mean by fall over? Yeah, like like fall over. Like you, like, like just like like vertigo. Like just pass out. Not like okay. So you're not gonna just like start hitting the ground <laughs> randomly. But you what said I'm, it. I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like <laughs> there was a there was a study done. I mean, again, I'm not. I I, I don't have the the specifics uh, or like the link on me. But like there, I've read that there was a study done that after you know after extended periods of time, people started losing balance. Of you know not not including their. Or not uh, sticking to their fitness routine, right? Right. So yeah, you your balance, your equilibrium, almost basically, right? Kind of, you know, starts falling off over time. Now this is now I see exactly why people are like, oh, that's just a study, and those are just anecdotal results. Let me be clear: two days, your, your balance is gone. I was about to say, anybody got time to figure that out? Hey, look. <laughs> It's almost like hit points. You know, you get you're in a game, and you know what I mean. Like your hit points start fading if you don't put in that work to maintain them. Yeah, you that's, know, that's like on Grand Theft Auto Online. You know, your stats will start dwindling down if yeah. you don't, you know, get on every day. Exactly. Right, so you start losing your balance. You gotta that's put crazy. the work in, man. Okay, so and then the other, I mean, the other thing is you you gotta as as we get older, right? So like there are multiple factors that go into how fast these things start dwindling off, and age oh, yeah. is one of them, right? So like the older you get. You know, the longer you're inactive, the the harder it is to snap back, back right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know, balance ain't one of them things you want to lose. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then as we're again, as we're getting older, it's hard to to maintain. So you you get in shape and stay in shape. You know what right, I mean? Man, that's why. Look, for those of you who don't know, for people who play sports growing up, it ain't nothing like being a teenager in shape. So for those of you who did not, who weren't in shape as a teenager, you don't even know what it's like to like just crazy recovery time. I would love. <laughs> to have my and i and i'm saying this as a 28 year old shout out hey my birthday was on thursday jordan's had a birthday two days three days three days ago yeah may 6th so you know shout out to you know to youth but uh 28 still young but it it is but i would love to have the 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 recovery time and the strength and the agility of 21 22 year old me you couldn't tell me anything like i I literally bulletproof exactly i mean (laughs) Again, I was playing college ball, but like I, w- I w- some of the workouts we had to do, I would do that stuff and, and bounce back and be and be fine. Next like, day, now if you if you yawn the wrong way, exactly. I see y'all. I need I, was like, I need a recovery day for that. That was a workout. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nah, I used I used to like vertical in the back of pickup trucks. If I try to do first off, that's high risk situation. So I was young and dumb. But if I try to do that now, I need some money on the line. So right. I'm not, this that, look, that's fear factor right uh, there. Thirty like, inches, like, <laughs> messed up. <laughs> messed up. Like into like actually into the truck. The bed's not even down. So oh, like over, just over, just over, just over the whole. Yeah, just, oh, man, look, man, listen, just but just out here. I had I had one guy. You got, you had bunnies. I got funnies now. Look at that. <laughs> I had one guy. He did gymnastics in high school. He was doing parkour. Look. I don't be. I don't know how old the average parkour person is, but it's got to be under twenty five. Yeah. You know, he, he was seven. He was seventeen, eighteen. You know, just jumping off of stuff. Yeah. Look, if I saw him out there doing it, first off, I he put him, you know, some type of mental institution because, bro, you can't be out here doing parkour at twenty eight. That's that's gonna yeah, get you. That's what I'm saying. Good good luck, man. Look. <laughs> no, but yeah, you want to get in shape early because normal. See, a lot of. Oh, because I can. I'm not gonna switch to finance with this, but thirty, right? You gotta have all this stuff figured out by thirty. The reason 30 is the number, there are a lot of reasons. This is me just spitballing now. But the average human in America dies at 80. So by definition, 
when you turn 30, you're approaching middle age because right. the middle of 80 is 40. 10 years away. <laughs> <laughs> so you turn 30, you know, you're approaching middle age in your 30s and 40. It probably is the same for women. But, you know, men, that's when our testosterone, you know, really takes that big dip. And that's going to be harder for you to get in shape and keep more of that weight on, all that type of crap. So for those of you, you know, in your young 20s, like we were like, oh, man, we'll be good. No, just stay in shape. Yeah. Don't get don't stay, get, don't listen. Don't get back into shape. Just once you once you're in it, just just exactly. Just stay in it. You don't have to, you know, just stay ready. You know, yeah. what I mean? you don't want to continuously have to get ready. Stay right. ready. Yeah. Because so. for those who work out, you know, you feel, you know, you stop working out for maybe years. And that first day sore, you're like, don't you know, you can stop having that feeling of the first day of ever being sore. So, you know, just keep, just you can, keep I, that away. I think the average, right? So, the, I guess the average, um, so we, we're talking about um, the, the state and, you know, you being inactive. I think after two weeks, you can technically lose majority of the gains that you put in. So, so it doesn't take that long. That's 14 days, guys. Yeah. You can lose all your gains in terms of, you know, I think cardio is the first thing to go, right? Like, literally, you can, yeah. you can take a day off. From from working out and feel you know what I mean and, and add twenty seconds to your to your mile time you know what I mean like and that's and that's a single day so after fourteen days that's that's when those things are like maximized right those effects right. of being inactive so you you don't want to get to that point again if you're gonna take a rest day take a rest day just don't be inactive completely on your rest day go for a walk you know what I mean stand up do some speed squats you don't you don't have to necessarily even go anywhere to do a workout I mean we're we're proof of that right again shout out to the Fit Fam. We do our work, our home-based workouts, okay? We can get it in. We're guaranteed to make you sweat right there in your living room, all right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, just make sure that you're, you're getting it in on a consistent basis. Right. That goes back to the atrophy. I always make the joke that humans don't know how to walk. Stop walking for six months. I bet you'll forget. Right. That's, what, that's what happens, unfortunately, you know, people get into comas or some type of you know, car accident, some type of medical issue. But they have to learn how to walk, and that's just that's what muscle memory is. Like, mm -hmm. your body just remembers how to walk. Obviously, you have to build the muscles to actually walk. But yeah, it, it takes, thing. you've been walking, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, and it takes six months to forget completely, completely. So that's why you got to, and that's by the way, walking, which people do, you know, on an everyday basis. Exactly. You, you need to, you know, expand that to actually being in shape and exercising, which is, you know, above your, you know, your normal default. 14 days. 14. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, bro. 14, 14 days. 14 days. You yeah. definitely don't want to have to start over, man. It's a it's a painful process. I mean, again, I've 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 personally done it a couple mm -hmm. of times and yeah, it, too many times. It's not fun, you know? So get active, stay active, do a little bit every day, you know, balance it out. Right. All you need is an hour. Right. All you need is an hour. 30 minutes each, remember? 30 it's, minutes cardio, 30 minutes strength training. Exactly. Right. Boom. Okay. So, and also with the budgeting, finances, for those of you who want to get out of debt, just like we said, once you get in shape, you know, stay in shape. For those of you who get out of debt, once you get out of debt, <laughs> stay, stay out, out of, of it. debt. Stay out of Jordan. So he's been saying lately, we're not doing baby step two again, which is paying off all your, all your uh, consumer debt. Yeah. <laughs> we're not doing it again. I'm like, all right. I mean. That's one of those steps. Like once you get out of it, you do not want to make a return trip. All right. So you got to live that lifestyle to make sure that you don't have to, you know, circle back to baby step two. Right. So do you have anything else there for the science? Nah, I think, I think we're good on that, man. Okay. Just again, make sure you stay active. If you're not active, get active. If you are active, stay active. Right. And then make sure that you, you know, you work on your diet to meet your goals. All right. Sounds like trying to force people to join the military. Be active. Hey, hey. <laughs> don't be, be all that you can be. Oh, now. Don't sue us. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? I'm out of questions. No, nah, I think we're, yeah. I think we're good on the, on the fitness portion, but let's, let's transition. Did you, did, to you this. did you get, you did, you didn't probably didn't ask people to ask you questions. So did I, you, I did not. You didn't. Okay. That's cool. All right. So did you next say, time, next time, right. 
or I mean, if they ask. <laughs> right. Well, next next time I'll ask them. Ask them. Yeah, ask them. You tell me to tell you. You're right. <laughs> but um, all right. So, did you have finance questions for me? I I do have. Some you do have finance questions. questions for you. Are you ready? No, I was gonna say. So, do we want to do the guest people? You know, the people ask me questions first, or do we want to do yours? Let's do yours. Let's, just no, no. Let's, Are let's, you gonna forget? No, we're good. Okay. I just want to make, I want to make sure our audience who were nice enough to ask us questions this right, time get, get their questions first, answered. Right. Yeah. And this is a good transition. So right. Yeah. 50 minutes. So I'll be able to tell them where their question is being answered at. Okay. So do you want to read them or you want me to read them? I'll read them to you. And then you, yeah, you, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pitch and you, you know, you knock them drinks out the park. Yeah. Right? Cause I thought you was about to say, I'll pitch and you catch them. Nah, like, nah, oh, nah, no, 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 no. Oh my Look, goodness! I, oh my goodness! I was hey. very, very careful to, to, yeah, to avoid that phrasing. Hey, right. So you give me—that's why I say Fisher Price, right? You know, <laughs> give me the lob. <laughs> you got to be careful with the baseball analogy. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, so the first, we have three questions from um, our audience. Our audience. So shout out to y'all. So question one. That first question is: What is your best advice for people trying or looking to purchase a house? Mm. See, the issue is your best. So this is like number one, top one. Okay, again, how I mean, it, ju- it just says best advice. Yeah, I mean, right. you can you can number them off if you want to. Right. So again, this is adjusted for COVID. <laughs> 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 if you're trying to buy a house, obviously, if you already bought one, it doesn't matter because you already bought the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first advice. If you've already done, I saw crap. Here, here I go. Screw the finance. I watched this movie called Unhinged on Amazon. Uh-huh. And it has Russell Crowe in it, and he's a bad guy in that, and then has somebody else. And the main woman, she's reading a book, and it says, the title of the book is How to Help Your Kids uh, Cope with Divorce. And I'm like, don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the best advice to, to, buy, to help you purchase a home? Don't already have the home yet, so you can actually use this advice that I'm about to give. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, I know say, I don't know how long the housing market is going to be like it is. So let's do... Which is insane. Yeah, which is insane. So let's do from a COVID perspective. It's Actually, it doesn't matter if it's COVID or not. I mean, if it's like it is now, a crazy seller's market, it's just even more of an emphasis on, you know, the stuff I'm about to say. So the main thing, let's go um, for your single, right? So if you're single, it really is different because if you're single and you want to get married and you're a guy, usually, you know, your wife doesn't like the house that you buy anyway because mm-hmm. she didn't have any input on getting the house. So that's the situation I'm in, right? It's like, you know, put in all this work and then you're like, babe, I don't want this house. Well, I'm not getting none of this time back. So I think, you know, but then again, like I said, you define your goals. That's when you could keep the, you know, keep the house, you know, have it as an investment property. Right. But then let's talk about which, you know, millennials are getting married later. Both of you have a house. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You got to rent one out or you can sell one. Right. That's when it goes to, like I'm saying, how you want to um, have your portfolio set up, how you're going to handle debt. Cause that's really where it comes to when buying a house. That's why I told y'all, when do you want to pay off the house? Mm-hmm. And the one thing people have to understand when they're trying to purchase a home, your primary residence, you cannot handle for those who want to get into real estate. You cannot handle your primary residence purchase the same way you're going to handle all your other investment properties. You're going, you're going to have a home to live in, right? I don't know if it's the first one you buy, you might move, but you're going to have a home to live in. And if you don't have a home to live in, what are those people called? Homeless, right? So, you, <laughs> so and I'm saying that from a equity standpoint, your primary residence, if you want to own it outright, remember outright ownership means no lien, mm-hmm. right? So eventually you pay off your mortgage. You can never access that equity in the home and continue to own it outright unless you sell the home. But if you sell your only home, you are now 
homeless. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it gets sort of tricky with that, but you gotta, that's why we say your primary residence, you handle that one way. So the best advice I would say is figure out, you know, how you want your future to be set up. For those of you who are single, you gotta, you look, I mean, you, I know it's unfortunate, but you have to think about how am I going to merge this home into a marriage, right? Because mm-hmm. you got to, are you going to put them on the mortgage right now? They're not on it. You have the possibility, you know, the later you get married, the more likely somebody has to have a home. Now you got to figure out how you're going to consolidate these two houses. You're not going to live in both of them. Are you going to rent one out? Are you going to sell one? So that's the first thing. You really got to plan out if you're single, you know, this home process and, you know, what the future is going to look like. That's the situation I'm in right now. So if you're single, so, I'm like, I'm just going to rent. <laughs> so for for you, mm-hmm. so what what is your... I guess what I'm saying. What is your plan for if you meet a young lady? Yeah, yeah. Has- we've, I mean, we've already had this discussion. So I'm just keep keep it a band. Stu- the debt gotta go. So that that's one of the reasons I've been leaning towards not buying a house, literally, uh-huh. so that if it's like, how much student loan debt do you have? Because like, you know me, right? You know, yeah. You know the budget is going to be my, not even maybe financial house. There ain't gonna be no clothes in there. That- <laughs> you know, no hey, we talk about the the hair and the nails in episode five, <laughs> right? And it. I would say, and obviously, you don't have to, it would never come down to that, right? Because it's assuming, you know, somebody, I would be marrying, so it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Right. And also, if I'm marrying them, they, they, they're going to be on board paying off the debt. So it don't matter. It don't matter anyway. Gotcha. That, you know, you're not, Y'all are already alive. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting proposed to. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be very Corey clear. said he got criteria, okay. It's going to be very, well, this is my, my brother would always say this. I don't got no kids, so why, why do I have to accept you with your kids? I don't got no debt. I mean, he ain't lying. <laughs> now, if you got a house, that's different, brother. I mean, you got six figures. Oh, I don't want to. As Jordan said, I'm not doing baby steps. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! And I did baby steps. You know, I was still at home. But look, Jordan, tell you, look, my budget was skimp. Yeah. I paid for gas, insurance, and, and that was it. Everything else went to debt. <laughs> look, talk about ringing out a budget. Corey, uh, yes. Corey's, Corey's top was, was twisted around about three times. Yeah, so he was still squeezing. Yeah, look. I was putting 70% of my income towards debt. So, no, yeah, I mean, that, like, I mean, for me personally, uh-huh. I mean, that, that's what I'm leaning to because I don't, I don't want to be in that situation because for me, as you can imagine, ladies, but the finance is going to be brought up quick. So it's not like I'm going to be six months in and I don't know how much debt you got. Right. I'm not about to be here for six months. Right. <laughs> that's called a waste of time. Look, that's like a second date yeah, question. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Like, yeah. right, I mean, because I'm comfortable with it. So I have no, you know, I have no issue, yeah. you know, disclosing, you know, how much I make all the time. And I have no debt. So I think, you're, <laughs> I think you're only uncomfortable with it if you don't have a plan for it. Right. I mean, yeah, fellas, you got to have a plan. I mean, we have the podcast now. So it don't even matter. Like, I was, you know, go watch the podcast. Right. <laughs> Before I have to explain all this stuff so i guess i can just send her an episode or a clip but no that i mean i don't know how many men or or women anyone is in this situation but people are experiencing now for those who are you know getting out of debt and it's like how how do you merge your finances with someone who's who has debt right and i say look you don't you don't want to be on this this is actually for another question that's coming up but you don't want to be on the same page when it comes to finances with your spouse you want to be on the same page when it comes to finances with your fiance. Don't marry someone who you're not on the same page with your finances with. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's why I'm talking about the, you know, intense marriage counseling, all those things to really figure it out. Cause when you're trying to buy a house, the true best advice, let's switch to marry people is y'all got to be clear cut yeah. on exactly, you know, you got to lock in. Yeah. Are we getting into real estate? Like I said, real estate isn't for everybody. So it's okay. If y'all not trying to get into real estate, as I said last time, 
Doesn't matter if you're getting a 15 year or 30, don't get an arm, adjustable rate mortgage, right? Get a fixed rate. Doesn't matter if you get a 15 or a 30 year. When are you going to pay off the mortgage? So for married couples, the best advice is to have that stress test of your different ideas and figure out, you know, how you guys are going to move forward with the home purchasing process. Are you going to do private school or are you going to do public school? If you're going to do public school, do you like the area, right, that you're that you can afford? Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz you know, obviously use the, you know, the best schools, quote unquote, public school, higher cost of living for the houses there. So all, you have to plan out all those things before you even start, you know, looking at houses. Then when it actually comes to the financial side of things, I already mentioned this, high cash position. I recommend if you can come with that 20%, that 20% down payment so you can avoid PMI. I don't recommend taking out an FHA loan, right? But, you know, again, people try to get into the houses, do what they can. Most people don't make a lot of money, so they usually have to get the FHA loan, right? right? Which is 3.5% down versus you get a conventional loan, and it's 20%. So I would do your best to put yourself in a situation where you don't have to take out a 401k loan, right? And use it for a down payment. You're using just your cash, Mm -hmm. essentially, to pay for it. You can obviously, if you want to invest into a brokerage account, which I might end up doing, right? You know, Vanguard or Fidelity. And then, you know, selling that when it's time to make your down payment. That's that's cool. Obviously, put the taxes aside. Right. But from a 401k standpoint, so even though you can use it for your down payment, if you leave your job, right, or anything happens, you don't have that all due. So, again, this is risk tolerance, though, mental makeup. Gotcha. Deal with what you can deal with. But, yeah, you want to truly plan out you know this home buying process it's recommended if you're not going to stay in this area for five years in the house at least then don't buy the home because under five years who knows if you're actually going to make money on the sale um so if you're married right or thinking of getting married right, having kids i always say you know is this our forever home do you see your kids taking their prom pictures there if that answer is no what's that mean you're going to be moving right so if you're going to be so you have to this is all before you even truly go looking at houses even for you because you need to get house fever and then you can just buy something but if you don't think your kids right or before you have kids right i don't think they're gonna take our prom pictures here that's fine or mm-hmm. you want to have four kids and you're about to buy a three-bedroom right so yeah so obviously you know that you know you're not going to keep this house long term obviously you can you know do extensions add-ons to your house but if you're just gonna you know if you want to have four kids so you need a five-bedroom but you're just trying to buy your first starter house you just need to straight up make uh, the best financial decision because you already you just need to do what you can to had this house appreciate the most in the market mm-hmm. so you can get the most a- equity out of it and then actually buy the home where you know all your kids are going to unless you want to bunk bed them but <laughs> <laughs> right but if you that's the thing too do you want all your kids to have their own room right and not have their own room do you want them to always have their own room right sometimes situation where you know you have two kids right but you got two bedroom and you just keep them in there you know they're like five and three right but then eventually you know you get a bigger house and they each have their own room do you want them to always have their own room right that that's right that's like, i mean that's a valid and, i mean and valid then, concern and see like i said this is all before you even start looking because these this decision to buy a house costs hundreds of thousands of dollars so you really have to be real in depth and real detailed with the planning process for it and again like i said the last thing that high cash position you want to have as much money as possible i talked about you don't want to move into a house right with no money because yes. you'll be house poor and you don't want to ever be poor so you hopefully you have three to six months saved and then your down payment is, you know, whatever it is on top of that. So let's say you're trying to buy a $300,000 house. So 20% of that is 60,000. And let's say your three months of expenses is $18,000. So for six months, so you would have a total of Mm $88,000, right? So 60,000 of that is for your down payment. And I did the math to get wrong because 60 plus 18 is 78. So you have (laughs) $78,000. 
you'd have $78,000 and 60 that's for your down payment. Then when you move into the home, you still have your emergency fund of $18,000 sitting there. And again, adjusted for COVID. You probably want even a little bit more than that. that or on top of this, people usually do you do the inspections, right? And say, okay, they'll, they'll pay for the inspections, right? And so we'll have to pay for that. During COVID, you're paying everything. It, one, it doesn't matter if you get inspections or not, because you you're not going to be able to get the house. You know, with, with right. <laughs> they're, they're, the seller's not paying for whatever work needs to be done for the inspection. So don't even do the inspections. Right. <laughs> do the inspections. I'm joking. <laughs> but as far as like actually, you know, breaking down the deal, the way COVID is right now, depending on where you're at in the country, you got to pay for whatever needs to be fixed for the inspections. And so you want to have that money there, depending on what it is. Obviously, you know, if you need something like a roof or there's significant electrical or plumbing issues, you know, those got to get fixed right, or, right away. So you want to have that money already on hand right so you can fix it it never hurts to just have money on standby yeah right that's the one thing people because again Corey's doing the, the math right for the formula <laughs> for what you need but i mean stuff pops up and i mean you want to be prepared so you got to have that money you know high cash position allows you to just you know adjust for the the delta right now i mean i would just recommend having as much money as possible I know, I know that's like, what What does that mean? Right. But, <laughs> save. When in right. doubt, just save. But save it, it all. Again, the best advice. Yeah, see, I, best advice, build a team, mental makeup, then get on a budget. I recommend you pay off all your debt I, if you can, if you can. It depends on your age. Really, when you're over 30, it's going to be hard-pressed to pay off all your debt if you don't have a house because you're going to want to get a house so bad, especially if you have kids. Mm -hmm. But if you're under 30 and you have no kids, just pay off all the debt before you get a house. I, I mean, you... <laughs> So much easier that way. Yeah, it's so much easier. And like right now, due to COVID, right, we have a lot of debt. People don't have to pay it. But once, once you know, all the debt is due, right, your student loans, all these things get back into your budget, mm -hmm. you're going to see how much money you don't have. Really, when you're buying a house, you want to have anywhere. I've seen some low numbers. They say spend no more, no more than like 15, 20% for your mortgage payment, right? <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> some people are like, what? <laughs> but anywhere, you know, 15, 20, 25%, 30%. For your mortgage payment, that's the funny. Oh Jesus Christ! Think about this: when you go get a mortgage, what do they look at? They want to make sure your debt to income ratio isn't what above thirty six percent. But how is debt to income ratio calculated? It's your monthly debt payments as a numerator divided by your gross for the month. But ladies and gentlemen, you don't get to spend your gross. Why are they using money that you don't have to calculate your debt to income ratio? Exactly. So your debt to income ratio is higher than whatever they say it is because they're using a dollar amount that you don't have. The best thing I recommend is get as close to 0% as possible. But then just think, if you have a 36% debt-to-income ratio and you get your mortgage, and let's say your mortgage is 25%, right? That's 51%, but it's actually higher than that because your debt-to-income ratio is based off of your gross. So you just, again, the, the banks want to make money off of you because if they don't, they go out of business and you couldn't get a loan from them. <laughs> <laughs> That's always says to pay attention to that. But yeah, best advice is single or married. Plan out the house purchase. Obviously, if you're single and you're, you know, looking to get married, it's harder to do that. But plan out, you know, how this house is going to impact, you know, you actually getting married. And for those of you who are married and haven't bought a house yet, you guys need to do some intense, intense, intense planning. I'd say reverse engineer your deck and figure out how you want your entire portfolio, your entire estate, not real estate, but your estate set up for your net worth. And again, if you haven't done this yet, go through marriage counseling, yes. right? Go through marriage counseling if you haven't done that. If you don't, if you're listening to this, you're like, I don't even know how some some married people don't even know how much their spouse makes. I don't even know what you be doing. Yeah, oh, yeah. we haven't <laughs> we didn't even really talk on joint bank accounts yet. But like, gotta it, communicate. Yeah, guys, if you, I, yeah. If you're not communicating, you're yeah. not on one accord. How are you gonna how you, if you don't know 
you you have to have all the information to make the best well-informed decision, right? Like if you, if you don't know all these things about your partner and you guys aren't communicating about it, then what, how are you going to how are you going to buy a house together? I don't even know your income. Oh, I know how. They just do it. They- <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at these numbers and you see why everybody's struggling. But I mean, if you got the that's the one, oh my goodness. That's the one thing too why the the advice is just so funny out here. That if you look up, you know, how to get a mortgage or how to pay your home off, right? They'll they'll pretty much say, "Hey, you got all this credit card debt and student loan debt and car loans, right? Save up your emergency fund. Hold up. Save. Don't get the mortgage if you have all this credit card debt, car loan debt, and student loan debt and no emergency <laughs> fund. That's why it's just so confusing. And one of the reasons we're doing this podcast, because the information just is, is just blasting me. Yeah. Why, if I'm giving you advice on how to pay off a mortgage, you need to have no debt, hopefully. Right. You, I mean. Why wouldn't you have an emergency fund in place before you get a home? Even if you don't, if you do a, a FHA loan, you do three and a half percent. You got to have an emergency fund when you move in. That's that's probably like if I had one thing to say, you got to have money aside. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't even I don't even understand how you can people move into homes with no money. Most people have no money though, so I guess that's why. And why would you want to operate a lifestyle just in general where you can't use all of your income because you know a portion of that is just always consistently dedicated to debt, right? Yes. Like. Get that money back, people. No, you want yeah. that, right? Like, pay those things off. Right. Yeah. And also, too, again, I don't know how much y'all made. Actually, the person who asked me this question, I do know how much money they made. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, for some of this advice, again, I don't do the, I do the cookie cutter, cookie cutter, cookie. cookie cutter general advice. But for me, I do, like, personal finance coaching. So, I know I'm going to be real in-depth and into your finances, real intimate with it, so I can give you better advice to actually understand. Because I don't know how everyone wants to, you know, set up their life. Right. But if you work with me, I'm going to find out, and then that will put you in the best position to make the best decisions. Gotcha. So, yeah, got to have gotta have that money. Got to have the emergency fund at least. At least. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. We appreciate our audience member who asked that question. Yes, thank I you. That, I hope that covered you know what you were looking for uh (laughs) no tomorrow doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness so i got another one for you You ready yeah you good Mm -hmm. okay so the next one is is buying a beach home a good investment right yeah one of my mans asked me this question so that's that's why i was like it's just so weird how we got these two questions if you're buying a beach home again if you're single (laughs) (laughs) pretty much what i said for the first one now is buying a beach home a good investment Yes, real estate is always a good investment. They're not making any more land. However, if you're married or if you have children, I would not buy a beach home if you're not investing, right? This is a beach home as an investment. So this is not a primary residence. I would if you for those people who want to have children. That's the one thing. If you don't if you don't want to have children, you get to make money so much faster. You don't, you don't, <laughs> most people want to have kids, so it doesn't matter. But for those who don't want to have kids, look, man, you, you ain't got to no worry about five twenty nine B's, ESAs. You know, you ain't got to raise your insurance at work because the, the family plan is so much more expensive. Exactly. All right, humans are the biggest expense. But no, if you're gonna buy a beach home as an investment property, let's say you're married and you have children, I wouldn't look into buying the home until you are fully funding your investments for whatever you want your children to have. So if you want your children to go to college, mm-hmm. right, you need to, you know, do a 529 and or an ESA, you need to be fully, fully funding those before you even look. Cause it, again, necessities, debt payments, debt payments, investments, investments, lifestyle. Now this is in the investment category technically, mm-hmm. but again, we go, now we're going to prioritizing things, getting a beach house as an investment property. I would think doesn't supersede, investing to your kids future however some people do this 
you can use the real estate, right? You can buy a beach home as an investment property and then liquidate that when it's time for your kids to go to school. That is an option. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but if you're if you're not look if you're looking to essentially keep this, you know, property, this beach home forever, yeah, I would at least first again necessities build make sure your financial house is stable. Second, define how you want to handle debt and make sure you're handling it that way. And again, you're married. If you haven't had this conversation, you got to have the conversation first. And it's not a one week or one month conversation. It's like a well, it's a forever conversation, but it might take like two years. Yeah, <laughs> depending on where you are at. Because you got a plan, right? Right. Yeah, and got then, a plan to execute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then third, now we're into the investment section, investments and lifestyle investments. Your four hundred one k would supersede this. Your if you're doing a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA would supersede this. Your kids' college fund or whatever would supersede this. In my opinion, you can rank them in any order. Mm-hmm. And again, you you invest in things you understand. So some people don't understand the stock market. They might understand real estate. So then, but again, most people are in that situation. They just, you know, they just say you should invest what you understand when it comes to the stock market. You can't, because that's what most people invest in. <laughs> they just mean that by the different sectors in the companies. But yeah, I think, I mean, the one thing with a beach home, right? The most expensive real estate is the real estate that's near the water, mm-hmm. right? So from a, I don't know how expensive real estate is on the water in Maryland, but it's probably, I wouldn't be surprised if, it, if it's seven digits. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one thing too. Again, that's why I said second thing, define how you want to handle debt and handle it that way. Are you going to have two mortgages or where do you live at in relation to, you know, beach the home. beach? So, you know, how, you know, are you going to end up being a long distance landlord? You might live in the same state, but you know, isn't an hour, two hours, you know, away from you are you going to have people you know living in the house you know the whole time sort of like um a timeshare where you know, people are in there then you just go in there for the summer and you take your family there no one's living there there is airbnb now right so i guess you got that benefit but how are you actually going to manage the property because obviously you're not going to be living there again it's an investment property so it's not your primary residence so i would figure all those things out gotcha yeah good stuff good stuff yeah. What's the next one? So again, audience member, I hope that answered your question. Yes. Thank you for that. Shout out to my man Trevor for asking that question. Trevor, you can reach out to me, bro. You know that. So if you and your wife are thinking about doing that, but yeah, be on the look, men. I know men always come with ideas. Trevor, I hope this isn't the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your your wife already knows. That's what I always tell men, or technically women. But if your husband said I said to do something, nope, I didn't say that. If he hasn't ran it by you first, <laughs> don't be asking me questions first. So yes, make sure you are running things with your spouse. Because it might not even be that your spouse doesn't want to get, quote unquote, the beachfront property. They don't want to deal with all the other things that come with the property, right? They want the investment, right? Right. From an equity standpoint, you know, how much money you can make and how good real estate is. But they don't want to deal with the landlording or the maintenance you have to figure out. It's going to be on the beach. So you got to deal with flooding, right? you know, tropical storms, hurricanes, you know, all, all the things that come with that. You got to be on the same page. Because what one the one thing I will do is if you're not on the same page with your spouse, if you listen to me, one of you, y'all will be divorced. Because uh, you got to be on the, <laughs> you got to yeah. be on the same page with your finance. So that's that's which, really key. Which brings it back full circle. Bring your spouse to the finances. <laughs> okay, to the finance meeting. All I'm right? at, I'm asking where they at. Look, so you got to worry about that with me. <laughs> communicate. Y'all got to be on one accord, and then bring that. You know, so you bring that to the table with something to work with, right? Because right. you know you. You can't be wanting to do X and then your significant other is trying to do Y. Y'all not, y'all got to be together, right? Yeah. And that's the one thing too with real estate. If you're going to use, you know, a beach home as an investment property, are you going to have it rented out the whole time, right? Or are you looking to essentially flip that 
you know, property into another property. So that's that's the one thing people got to look at when they get into real estate. Am I going to, quote unquote, keep this house forever and just always have rent coming out of it? Or am I using this to invest in, to gain an interest on it with the real estate market and then selling it to get, you know, a bigger home or, you know, more properties based off of how much equity you get. So those are things you need to plan out for it. Good stuff. So the next one we have, we kind of have like a, it's a, yeah, I remember. A tweet? Yeah, it's a tweet. Okay. All right, so uh was it episode episode one i talked about i made the joke how you got uh, insurance on your cell phone but you don't have insurance on your life so i got (laughs) (laughs) so i got a devil's advocate question it says why does life insurance matter if you die alone they think that life insurance is only important if you have someone to someone yeah to take care of after you're gone and then they said they actually do have life insurance again they were playing devil's advocate and they can afford it. So why why do you, why do you need life insurance if you don't have anyone to take care of you know, if you're dying alone? First off, what do I recommend? Building the team. So if you're dying alone, how many people actually die alone? That would mean obviously, hopefully like your parents don't bury you. So your parents are gone. You have you would have no siblings, you would have no nieces or nephews, right? You would have no first cousins. <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> you would have not a single relationship. Right. Because you're dying alone. So that means no one there. I don't know how many people actually die alone, alone. from that standpoint. You might die alone like being single. Nobody was there. But most people know somebody. Right. Right. And the great thing about life insurance is you don't have to, it can't you can leave it to someone that's not, you know, in your immediate family. They don't have to be your spouse or, you know, your mom, your dad, your son or your daughter. The, the joke is the rich auntie or uncle, right? That's, that's essentially this case, right? You have no children, so who do I leave all this money to? Your nieces and nephews, right? For those of you who have siblings, right? Your nieces and nephews would be the people you leave this money to. This is generational wealth and legacy here. I'm not going to get deep into it. But yeah, that's what that is, that's what that is for. Now, as, when it comes to the, the expense of life insurance, term life is cheaper than whole life. Um, I think it's usually about 10 at least 10 times uh, cheaper. So you can get term life, you know, you get a million, a million dollar insurance policy for $50. Obviously it depends on, you know, what you get for your physical because that can raise the premium for it. But yeah, you know, it's a, you know, 20, 30, $40 a month that you can get, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not a million dollars in insurance. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big of an expense. Now <laughs> back to the budget. If you got all this debt or you have insurance on your cell phone and not your life, <laughs> right? Then I could see how it might be viewed as quote unquote, a big expense, but yeah, again, but it, with term life, it would, it's, it's a term. So it would run out. So if you're dying, you know, if, you, if you're 30 and you have 30 year term life, when you turn 60, it's gone. So and if you die, you know, when you're 80, the life insurance would be gone. That's when it goes to being self-insured. And at this time, hopefully, Right. When you're 60, your home would be paid off. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you wouldn't use a mortgage as a death pledge, which Mm -hmm. is what it stands for. Right. So you turn 30. Right. You get your first mortgage. And then in 10 years, you get another mortgage. So technically another 30 years. Technically, you have a 40 year mortgage now. Right. You pay for one for 10 years and you got another 30 year mortgage. That's 40 years. You don't you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. That because then, then you can't leave that you can't leave the property behind, but then your estate, your children in this case would have to buy, buy that property. The bank's gonna right. The, the bank's gonna want that loan paid off, and usually a mortgage, right? Usually you can only get one mortgage on a primary residence. Your children likely aren't gonna be able to right get that type of loan. So that's that's when that comes into play. But yeah, you you would leave your life insurance, unfortunately, right? If you were to you know die early on, if you're quote unquote alone. 
and let's, somebody. I mean, who's truly alone? Like Corey right. said. I mean, who? You, you got some friends. You got somebody, right? Somebody, yeah, either in this generation or the next that you would like to leave this, you know, your your life insurance to. So you got to make sure, you know, find someone <laughs> right now. And then he, then they said they think it's it's more of a lifestyle decision. <clears throat> no. Jordan asked the question, what's the best way to protect your family or something like that a couple episodes ago? Life insurance. Like the, the, if you want to leave or protect your family, but you want to build wealth, there are two things you have to do. Pay off your home and get life insurance. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That, that'll do it. Third thing would be DCA dollar cost average when it comes to investing. You do those three things, which the black community needs to do because we're going to be at a zero net worth in 30 years. Mm. You got to do that. You I like how you that. slid that tidbit in no, there. Nah, <laughs> like I said, I'm I'm giving a little little bit of the generational wealth talk here and there now because I keep teasing about it. Gotcha. But yeah, paying off a home, getting life insurance, and just investing, investing, investing a certain amount of money every month, and that's it. That's how you um you know you leave the wealth behind. And again, when I said paying off the home, outright ownership, no lien. Yes. So you actually own the home, and you can leave it behind because that's the. Oh, now I'm sort of switching to it, but that's why black people are so far behind. It's the inheritance. We just actually financially start so far behind than our counterparts mainly obviously white people but we just we just start so, so far behind it's like jesus oh lord let me breathe when i say this has anyone in your family ever owned a home if the answer is no don't look at me crazy when i say to buy a home and pay it <laughs> off jesus i don't i don't it doesn't see look now see i I, don't, I have to meditate before we do that episode but real talk no one in your family has left behind a home and the main reason not the main reason but a big factor until you look at generational wealth and net worth is the fact that they don't just think no one again has to take out a $300,000 mortgage. So now they can elect to invest. Yeah. It's like skipping that step, right? Like if we, if we have the, we have our checklist that we got to go through, right? You know, our, our, our steps, if you, if you inherit a home, you don't have to, you don't have to do a death pledge. No, you don't I have can't. to do a mortgage, I right? Like, I can't do it. See, I was talking about screaming. Look, I can't do it right now. But <laughs> again, you now now your children don't have to make that decision, right? They don't have to. They already have a home, right? And they can, you know, it's out again, own outright, no lien on it. All they got to do is pay the property taxes and upkeep the maintenance, which doesn't go away with any property you own. Exactly. By the way, back to the beach house. Yeah, that maintenance. <laughs> look, make sure you know, make sure you have that all in place. But yeah, you got to... Um, Got to have the life insurance in place. Again, term life, whole life, both better than no life. Whole life, there are a lot of different op- options out there. You got universal and all these other types of things. A lot of people use those to like their own bank because you can technically take money out of your policy from a whole life perspective. And then it's not technically a loan, but it is. But it's your policy. I'm not well versed on it because I'm like, uh, I know a scam when I see one. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Put it like this. In short. This is how I determine if something's a scam. If the only people who are pro it are people who sell whole life insurance and people who have it, nope. I need somebody. I need another party. Yep. <laughs> I need, <laughs> need that outside perspective. <laughs> I, need an, I, need an, I need another party. And on top of that, when you look at reviews, people compare term versus whole. I mean, people like don't. It's like you know, smoking cigarettes. Don't smoke cigarettes. Only people who are okay smoking cigarettes are the, the tobacco companies <laughs> and, and the people, people who smoke, smoke cigarettes. cigarettes. <laughs> So no, I, I think whole whole life has its uses. That's something I have to. It's very it's a lot more complicated than term life, so I'm nowhere near as well versed on that, as far as a whole life perspective. But I mean, again, that, I mean that's better than no life insurance, you know. And obviously, if you have whole life or term life, and you're thinking about switching to either or, make sure you don't cancel your policy until you actually get the new one because you don't want to have a lapse in coverage. Because lo and behold, you die, 
and now the life insurance is gone. Right. Right. But no, yeah, you got to have the life insurance in place. Um, even if you don't have to take, you, you don't have to take care of anyone. I mean, obviously if it's your children, right. But in your old, you know, your old age, you have adult children and they should be, if you go generational wealth talking legacy, <laughs> if you raise them and teach them, you know, you know, make sure they're financial literate, then you should be good to go. But yeah, that's it for that. Good stuff. Get the life insurance, y'all. Yeah. Get the life insurance. You got you. You good? I think we're good. You have you have another question? Else? No, no, no. That's it. You, you didn't have any more questions? No, I'm 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 good. All right. Well, what are we at? A minute and twenty. Yeah. Let me think. Okay. We're all good to go. Nothing for the I, um. I think we. For fitness, I can never I can never remember which one to say. Right. <laughs> Do you have anything less for finances? Let's start there. Um. Oh keep on forgetting this taxes <laughs> taxes are due may 17 so make sure you get your taxes done remember the roth ira and traditional ira you can contribute to them until the taxes have to be filed so this year is may 17th so you can still put money in your 2020 contribution year up until may 17th i don't know if it like stops on monday may 17th but you can do it up until then so make sure you get your taxes filed yes file those taxes you got, you got seven seven days from the time you hear this if you listen to it when it drops <laughs> <laughs> Don't be behind on your taxes. Um, let me think. Oh, Biden dropped his um the new bill. It's not. I don't know if it's COVID relief. That's the one thing. Oh my goodness. So I was talking about that. Um, I'm so glad I read up on this. So I was talking about the uh, 401k loans mm-hmm. and how there's COVID relief on them. That stopped December 30th, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why it's good to read information. But yeah, I was always saying the student loans, right? There's no student loan relief. There's only COVID relief. Yeah, that new bill that got passed when Biden was president, it didn't you know, extend everything that was um, extended when Trump was in office. So for because we, we were talking about that 401k loans. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you still got the COVID relief. Nope, it's gone. <laughs> you had the COVID right. relief. <laughs> so make sure you pay attention to that. Oh, one thing, too, because I'd be, you know, I'd be trying, I'd be watching, I'd be studying, trying to get better with now. Okay. Um, this is a call. I was talking about um, uh, if the student loans got forgiven, right? And say you had 200K forgiven, you're single, right? You made 50K, you got 250K, you'd be in a 24% tax bracket. That was for married people. You'd be in the 24% tax bracket. If you are single, 250 <laughs> You're going to be in the 30, 35% tax bracket, I think. I can't remember what they are. They changed on the last two, but it's just double. But yeah, so my bad for single people thought they was going to pay 24% taxes. <laughs> nah, it's going to be over 30, bro. Dang. Over 30. And then, um, yeah, I said all everything I was watching to make sure I don't lie to the people and say they made a mistake. <laughs> but, um, no. Okay. Yeah, so you have anything fitness? No. no. I, th- I think I think we I think we covered what we want to cover today. We just want to make sure that you, again, you pay attention to your diet. Okay. If you want to gain weight, you, you make sure you take in the necessary amount of calories or protein. If you want to lose weight, make sure you create that caloric deficit and make sure you stay active. Guys, again, if you're not active, get active. And if you are active, stay active. All right. Right. Yes. And make sure you get on a budget. Yes. You must budget. Figure out how you want to pay off your debt and pay it off. Yeah. Those who want to do that. Ah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, that's the, the, um, the funk, the funk flex. Remember when people come in, you're like, you come up real on this show. Yeah. And he was like, you artists better pay attention. No, yeah. But uh, no, actually, I got that from Unforgivable. Do you, do you know what Unforgivable? I'm going to have to show you after we finish this. No, no. Nah, nah. It's uh, okay. is that we were in high school. Is this, this black guy. It's like 2011 on YouTube. And he's black and white video. And he's like in the woods. And he's like telling the 
He's like, I mean, na- nowadays he couldn't drop it. Is you know, you can't say you know everybody's so PC now. Freaking left, but <laughs> you um, he's making some you know mean jokes where you talk on mean in the camera like this into it, and then so he was talking to this. He was you know he wasn't talking to a girl, but he was doing like a story for it. Uh huh. And he was like, somebody was texting her, and she, <laughs> he was like, "Who is that?" And he was, she was like, "It's my brother." And he was like, "Bitch, you better not have no brother." <laughs> My goodness, it was so it's so funny. They like four clips. There's so many early YouTubers that like now with the way social media is, it's like dang, you almost ten years ahead of your time, right? <laughs> but that yeah, that was crazy. But no, yeah. Okay, um, so yeah. are you good? No, let's see what you about to say. No, I was just gonna I was gonna the plugs, man. I was gonna tell tell the people where they can find you at. Shameless plug time. All right, you can follow me at sideline underscore Corey again. That's sideline underscore Corey. Corey spells C O R Y no E. That's me. If you leave a rating review and spell it with the E, I'm going to be like, but, you know, I'll take the rating. But we appreciate the rating review. Yep. And then you can follow Jordan at Stop Stalling J. That's S-T-O-P-S-T-A-L-L-I-N-G-J-A-Y. Business page. Business page at Finally Fit 06. That's F-I-N-A-L-L-Y-F-I-T-06. Finally.live for the website. Yes, Comes sir. Comes on Monday and Wednesday. Give Jordan and his wife money. Look. Also, for those of you watching this on YouTube and didn't like the video yet, and I told you to like the video. <laughs> Like the video, it costs you nothing. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Please, please. For, uh, like in the please hands. The, the, oh, yeah, Jordan's doing the please hands. Please. Praying. Are those prayer hands or mean please? People just use them synonymously. I was about to say, I mean, I don't a never little know. bit of, I'm praying yeah. that I'm, when you pray, s- when like you, and subscribe and share. That's okay? that meme with the dog. God, you know, it's me again. Yeah. When, when you're praying <laughs> to God, you're asking him, please, God, please, I need these blessings. But no, and then also the show notes will have all of our information. I'm in there. Please. Rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Again, YouTube channel is Corden in full effect. Please follow us. Yes. And um, that's it. So, I'm Corey. Remember to save more and say less. And keep making better your best. And we will catch y'all next time. Next time.